Uh, hello there. Greetings. My name is Roland Prince. My name is Jamie. And welcome to the Whole Lot of Nothing podcast. Hopefully we hooked you in with our weird-ass intro. Even if we didn't, um, alright, bye. So, what's up today, James? Sunday fun day. You Monday, know, Sunday. end of the week, and we're about to start another week nice and fresh. 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 With the freshliest. With a PH. PhD. PhD. Oh, it has a PhD. Damn. Yeah, it's a, it's a smart fresh. It's a smart, it's a smart fresh. Okay, so we are going to jump right into our first topic of the day. Mm-hmm. About 30 seconds ago, we kind of alluded to it. We didn't talk about it at all. As soon as it was brought up, I was like, save this for the pod. So here we go. Here we go. Instagram this week came out with a new update, update, an update that allows you to create a list of your closest friends or family or just, it's it's called the close friends list and whoever you want, you can put on it. And basically what it is, is you can make posts, you can make stories and only the people on the list will be able to see it. So my question to you is, does this new update eliminate the finsta that's a good question i don't as a person who doesn't have a finsta and doesn't use finstas doesn't really enjoy following finstas i finstas for anyone that doesn't know is a fake instagram so it's kind of like that similar concept your closest friends post your raunchy stuff post your stories post the stuff that you don't want the rest of the world to everybody to know yeah yeah, um, but for me personally, with with Finstas, I don't really use them. I've I followed other people's. There's a couple people's Finstas actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, that I like do. mine. Yeah, I follow your Finsta. Like it's it, it's just for your close friends and kind of stuff. But I've never really. For me though, I don't really like if I don't have something that I want to share with everybody. Then like, why would I share it with anybody? You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, some stuff. But if I want like, certain people to see it, I, my circle is so small that like when I have people that I want things that I make for them to see, like. Wow, the way I phrased that was terrible. <laughs> if I have things that I want these people to see, I'm just going to send it to them because it's just like me clicking three three buttons and sending it to them. You know what I mean? But, but that's that's for you. I'm talking about in for general. Everyone. I'm getting there. Hold okay, on. okay. Let's see. So for the rest of the people, though, for the rest of the population, for the rest of the people who are like, they don't have a small circle. They're like, okay, well, we, I got to let my mass of friends, the personal people, know uh, what it is that I'm up to uh, Finsta-wise. I do think that this basically it, it basically makes Instagram cleaner in the sense that it eliminates a bunch of a bunch of fake not fake accounts it eliminates the spam accounts the 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 Finsta accounts and gets it, there's going to be more people I'm not saying this is going to be the new wave I'm saying there's going to be more people now going well I can I can now post all of my Finsta stuff on the on the main my main account and not have to worry about switching back and forth between accounts don't oh if you had if I had DMs on my other account that I want to answer I don't have to switch over to my other account cuz now I'm not using that I'm using my main account to post my Finsta stuff it just basically would make all of your Finsta and regular stuff all appear in the same place and I I do think to answer the question I do think for the average person it will eventually uh w- like wean overtake. them off yeah and overtake the finsta just cuz like that's so much more effort than just if i want to post something and i only want my close friends to see it boom it's right there if i want another close friend on that list boom i just add them and it's all on the same account i don't need to have multiple accounts and then instagram will start deactivating inactive uh, finsta accounts and cleaning up the whole site i'm going to answer this from the perspective of somebody who has a Finsta and does use their Finsta, 
which I will not say publicly what that name of that Finsta is. He won't, but I might. He, He's out here calling out the girls that, uh, that I've been I know. talking about on the podcast. So I know, I know. I might have to call out his uh, his his handle, you know? Perhaps. But anyway, so exposed. personally, I love having a Finsta. And this close friends list, I think, is cool. I remember Facebook, probably in like 2011, did something similar where you could create a close friends list and you, whoever you put on it, you get to see basically a catalog of their posts first over pretty much everybody else. So it's kind of filtered out your timeline on Facebook. And Instagram is now doing the same. I don't think it's going to be the same as a Finsta because most people that I know of that do run their own Finsta, almost run it like their own brand. And by that sense, most people, including myself, have unique names that aren't related to our actual name. And we kind of live off of that. And I think the close friends list kind of takes that away. Okay. Um, and honestly, it's it's almost fun having it as a separate account. It's kind of just... I like it that way in a weird sort of sense. So I think... I think the Finsta is here to stay if you already have one, but I think it's at risk if you don't have a Finsta and you just want to want to post for like certain people or Some tell certain shit, stories yeah. that's a little uh, a little less uh, personal or a little more personal, a little less private. Mm-hmm. Then uh, yeah, I think the close friends list might over time start to take over. I think this is the most important news of Instagram to date. Having a close friends list. 100%. What's happening to the Finsta? I don't care about the ads. I don't care about the algorithm. Yeah. What is happening to the Finsta? What is happening to the Finsta? The Finsta. Finsta. Will it last? That is the question. Yeah. And we'll pass this on to you. If you have a Finsta, are you going to keep using it or are you going to change it to, you know, the close friends list? Let us know. Let Hit us, us up know. at, at WLN Podcast on Instagram. Instagram. Not Finstagram. Not Finstagram. Imagine if they made an entire app called Finstagram just for this exact purpose, just for Finstas. Would it be kind of like, would it be, what, oh, here's an idea. What if it was, like, what if Finstagram was an app or something along the lines and it was kind of more on the basis like Yik Yak? Oh, so it's all anonymous. It's anonymous. Anonymous. For everybody. But and you can actually follow people totally anonymously. Okay. So you're not allowed to post photos um, unle- like with people in it at least. So it would okay. be like photos with like if there's a car or something or uh, a scene that's going on. As long as there's no people involved, you can post that. Okay. Um, or like pictures of celebrities and stuff. That's fine. People who already... No, honestly, there. I would even say that's off. Oh, okay. Like that's off. Like you don't want to know who it's about. Like the whole purpose of it is to kind of be a dark cloud to release all your secrets to. Okay. And then you can follow certain people who have the best stories. Now, I don't know if that's like Yik Yak or if that's like... Because like, the, the way that that would have to work is like it would have to be completely story-based content or like tweet, basically Twitter. Like, yeah. Which is Yik Yak was basically Yeah, but you're not Twitter. allowed... You're not allowed to have a profile picture that is of an actual person. There, so it could be, I feel like there's so many, so many algorithms that would have to be created to be able to catch this kind of stuff. I know, like, but I we're in 2018. Like, like I'm not saying it's not doable. I'm just it. saying it's a lot of extra work to just like make an app 
that allows people to post photos, but then it has to scan all the photos to make no, sure I agree. no photos of people. Well, and- it, it, it could be one of those things where it doesn't post right away. Like it takes uh it takes a bit of time for it Three to, to post five to business get- days. <laughs> <laughs> takes a bit of time for it to get approved. So it's like an Amazon package. But how cool would that be? It's it's a social network that's entirely anonymous, and people could share whatever they want with no restrictions. Well, we saw that was the, w- what happened with with Yik Yak with that though. Yes, but you couldn't follow people. All the, all the people in high school just got, got Yik Yak popped off. But bro, Yik Yak was the shit. I don't care what anyone says. That shit was hilarious. I loved Yik Yak oh back my in God, first was, and second year was, university. That was funny. There was a, it was a good time. Honestly, like I had I had some of the top yaks of the day frequently at Carlton. Yeah, no, same. That was Very my goal. Frequently. That was my goal. Yeah. I I'd be sitting in class just looking at yaks and I would always try and find people in my class that are on Yik Yak and then start to say things about my class and see if it pops up on their screen if they're sitting yeah, like, down a couple yeah. rows in front of me. Actually, funniest thing that I ever saw happen a couple rows in front of me in class. Was I was sitting in, um, for those of you who go to Carlton, I was sitting in the Minto building. I was in a psychology class. This is my first year intro to psych class with Chris Motts. Shout out Chris Motts, greatest psych prof ever. But I was sitting at the back of the class, my usual spot, and I looked down in, and two rows down in front of me, there are these two girls and they're sitting there and they're talking to, talking to each other. And this one girl started pointing at this guy who was another row down in front of her and he's flicking through Tinder. So he's doing his thing. He's just flicking through Tinder. And then a picture of her pops up on his phone. <laughs> and the girl starts nudging the girl beside her because he's going through her account, looking at her photos and like reading her bio and whatnot. And so she's like tapping her friend. Like they're like, trying to, like oh, my God, oh, my God, he's on my account. Blah, blah, blah. She might have had a crush on him. I don't, I don't know. But she was talking about him like, she, like she's been talking about him for a while. Anyway, <laughs> dude exits out of the account. So it's just back to the swipe, right, swipe left or right thing. She's sitting there, like, waiting, like, biting her nails to see what happens. Grabbing her popcorn, just going. Oh, no, that's me in the back. I'm just munching the popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like that Michael Jackson gift. Dude just swipes left and then keeps going and clicks on the, like, swipes left on her and then swipes right on, like, three or four girls in a row right after. (laughs) (laughs) And this girl turns to her friend and just, I, 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 the look on her face, I've never seen a look of disappointment that strong in my life. And I was in tears laughing in the class. I had to leave. I was laughing so hard. But, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my funniest That's Carlton, <laughs> Carlton app experience. We're going to keep it with the app theme and another app update that oh, has kind of taken the internet by storm. I think, I think you I probably know, where, know where I'm going with I know this. exactly where you're going to go And what I want to know, Roland, <sighs> is what you think of Tumblr completely eliminating porn from their from their site. Oh, this is not what I thought we were going to talk about. The Tumblr... What? You didn't know this? No. This I'm, is blown up. I've never been a big Tumblr guy. I've never really used Tumblr. Never had a Tumblr account. I, I've yeah, just me neither. I just content on Tumblr. And I've, I used to use Tumblr with, with my buddy, Deshaun. I'd, he, he'd have an account and he just... like We need him on the pod. Oh, we definitely need Deshaun on the pod. But um, we're uh, one one day we'll, we'll, we'll hit up Deshaun. But anyway... Uh, but we just chill at it, chill at his crib, and he'd be scrolling through fucking Tumblr and shit, and I'd just see what Tumblr's about. But yeah, it's ninety eight percent porn, and the fact they got got rid of the porn now is like I, I don't know. I didn't use the site before. I'm definitely not going to use it now. And now a lot of the criticism that Tumblr is getting is that they're removing porn to kind of clean up their values. However, they still have 
they've n- they have yet to crack down on hate speech uh, or other things which you can make the argument is an infringement on your right or your freedom, freedom of, of speech, speech yeah um which is a t- completely different topic which i don't want to get into just yet yeah or, at least maybe not on this pod but so there's that argument but at the same time what is the is this going to hurt the company do you mm-hmm. think or is this just really a smart move because maybe they're trying to go a more family-friendly route? I really think that Tumblr's day and age has has ceased to exist. Tumblr, yes, does it still have a ton of users? Yeah, it does. But do people? Do I hear people saying ever during the, like when I, when you walk around the city or you're like and you're on the bus or at school, you you'll hear people saying. Oh, follow me on Instagram, or yo, did you see that new post about uh, or by this person on Insta, or did you see that latest tweet? And Twitter's even fading away, but you'll still hear people talking about it. You'll never just walk down the street and hear people talking about Tumblr. It just doesn't happen anymore. That that happened like what? Like when I was in like high school, I'd hear people talking about Tumblr. I think I haven't heard people people in public actually actively talk about Tumblr in at least four years. But I think. Tumblr is one of those social networks that tends to be a little more niche oriented. So just like Reddit, just like Pinterest, right, and I hear people Tumblr, talk about Reddit all the time. Yeah, but that's within your. I don't like. I'm I'm not within like. I don't Bro, follow I see memes. About Reddit with it with on TV. I, seen, I don't. I I, yeah, but I don't. Fo- I don't follow memes the way you do and that sort of stuff. So I guess that's so. that's kind of like the hub of memes is Reddit. Yeah, you know, and so. I don't, I don't follow that, so I don't hear about Reddit unless it's from Johnny, really. Mm-hmm. And then Pinterest is very much a female-centric and... Yeah, I don't use Pinterest. ...parent-centric in a lot of cases, sort of niche. So people our age don't tend to use it as much, especially like men like us. Yeah. But then I feel Tumblr has its own niche that's also carved out on it. So unless you are actively within that, I don't think you hear about it as much as you used to because it used to be... Um, it was kind of it was kind of like what influencers were, like teenage influencers were when we were in high school. They came out of Tumblr and less so Instagram. Whereas mm-hmm. now they've kind of shifted platforms. Uh, you used, like remember people used to be Tumblr famous back in probably like 2012 to like 14. I remember yeah. that, especially in high school, you'd have um, like the occasional but that's t- exactly Tumblr my famous point. person with like 50,000 followers there but that's my point right there 2012 2013 2014 like nobody now is talking about tumblr so like realistically taking porn off the site isn't going to change that unless they do a complete rebrand make themselves completely family friendly and then launch a new app with a completely new interface completely new guidelines completely new everything unless they completely and totally rebrand themselves as a family friendly app or as like an Instagram or a Facebook or a Twitter where you can't post about as much raunchy shit, then they could make a comeback. You know what social network I think benefits most from this decision? What? Twitter. 100%. Oh, because Twitter now, is now the place for raunch? Yeah, Twitter is now the only platform that allows explicit content like that. Um, But Pornhub. Is my well, obviously, no, but no, I'm no, talking. Bro. You can go on Pornhub and literally find math tutorials, bro. Anything and, and, you want, you can put <laughs> music videos, math tutorials. I swear, Pornhub you need will- to release a song on the hub. Done doing it, like it'll one happen. of them, it'll happen 100%. Bro, one of my tracks was played in a strip club this weekend. There's 
<laughs> my DJ texted me and he's just like, yo, if I was going to play one of your songs off Odd, what song would I play? Odd, for those of you who don't know, Odd's my most recent album. I released it on my birthday, July 15th of 2018. Uh, Jesus, I can't, apparently can't even count the year. 2018. Uh, so go check that out on all streaming services if you haven't. But uh, I was like, I don't know, Pilgrim or TLC. And he ended up playing TLC featuring my boy Troy Martin. Uh, and in a strip club, and so he FaceTimed me while it was playing, and I just was watching strippers dance to my music, which I had never seen before. So, anyway, that was kind of cool. You wouldn't find that on Tumblr, I'm sure. Exactly my point now. You would not find that on Tumblr. You would not find that on Twitter. Oh, you could. No, you, you, you would find, find that. You would, you would find that on Twitter. But, um, yeah, watch. Pornhub's going to come up with a new app, and it's just going to be Hub. And it's just going to be where anything can be posted. www.thehub.com. Not even. It's just going to be an app called The Hub. And if you need anything else, you go to Pornhub.com. I, I can't see that happening. But I, bro, I can see. Man, those they people. Could, they could expand their mark, their niche from porn to everything and make so much money. There are people that have hundreds of thousands of views on their Call of Duty streams that are put on Pornhub. Yep. And they're like 60 to 70% positive upvotes. Yeah, bro. That blows my mind. How does that blow your the, mind? Here's, what, here's what, my okay, theory. On, on. The what only... Is, the, what is the main demographic of Pornhub? Men. Men. Men, yeah. Men ages what? Like 16 12 to 20? 12 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's ages... Roughly ages like 16 to 24. In there, I feel like the there's people- a disgusting amount of men that are 30 and over there. Oh yes, but I'm saying I'm saying that's the main demographic. At least, the, and then you start putting in gaming videos. All those dudes yeah. are gonna be like, "Hold on, <laughs> yeah, Fuck your what titties. if what Fuck if the titties, oh, bitch. what if YouTube isn't what if YouTube thinks that their main competitor is Facebook, and with Facebook Watch now becoming a thing or IGTV, when Pornhub just comes out of right right out of left field and is like, you know what? We're gonna have our own live streaming services, hub. and it's not just gonna be cam girls. Hub. It's gonna be it's gonna be the hub for Ninja playing his Fortnite, except he's a little family friendly. So maybe you get a someone that's family a, friendly. So maybe you get someone who's heck. a little less PC. Yeah, man still says heck. I don't even think he's, heck, bro. Heck I swear, this. Pornhub. If you don't do it, I'll do it. Make it the hub and put out an app. It's just not, don't even have the, like you know how their logo is broken down by white. It's white porn. And then orange in the orange box, it says hub. Imagine just the app is just that little square that says hub. And it, you go in this app and anything could pop up in your feed. Anything. You don't That's know. That's just like Reddit. But okay. How about Except this? Except with maybe a better we, UI. How about this? We combine it with the anonymity from your idea on, your, on the app that you were just saying a minute ago. Imagine we combine it with the anonymity from that. It's hub. You can post anything you want. No, nothing gets traced back to your name necessarily so it's like blockchain that way <laughs> exactly it, well kind of but yes now what if what if we were meant to become developers and not videographers and Bro, musicians i i honestly like i i would lo- i i'm i'm a businessman at heart honestly for through for a lot of for a lot of things that i do everything that i that i do in my life i attack for with a business mindset and you could vouch for this and i literally before we came here i was literally showing him my entire uh marketing and and uh an advertisement model yeah, for your distribution was, schedule exactly my distribution schedule for the entire like the entire month first month or the first five weeks of the next year 
and exactly what's going to be necessary for each. Like I only showed, I only showed you the scratching of the surface of what's going to actually be taking place during those times. Like didn't even show you the interview schedule or the podcast schedule. Any, anyway, without getting into too much of that stuff, I attack everything that I do in my life like a business deal or like a business uh, I- initiative. It's the art of the deal. The art of the deal. Um, and I lost my point, my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. But- <laughs> But I completely gone. You said you were you attack everything with a business mind. Yes. What was I talking about before that? Because I was going to link it all together. Uh, the distribution schedule. Uh, before that, like what made me talk about the distribution schedule? Uh, you, yeah, you just said it. Like you were talking about, like you attack everything with a business mind. No, there was something. You I, I was going to tie exam- this all together, Man, but now I'm just rambling and rat. I, I really fucked that up. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Like you know, you come in with the one-liners, then and then it just and then both of us lost our train. Yeah, of usually, usually he'll say something, it'll throw me off, and then I'm like, "What were we talking about?" He'll say what we were talking about, and I just keep going. No, and then I kind of just you know what the worst part is what? is that there's people listening to this podcast right now who are like, "These two guys are so fucking dumb." Oh my, yeah. Like they they know exactly what it is we're missing, and because yep. like, we, we what are we going to stop recording go all the way back find no. what it is and start recording it no no this is a no. whole lot of nothing a whole lot of nothing we don't stop the podcast and keep going we just keep talking we no. plow through our our terrible 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 mistakes yeah and we love tangents yeah oh of course i swear there's there's definitely so many so many people who listen to our podcast that are like oh my god they never finish any stories they never finish anything because we'll start a tangent and we'll get some of them we do a lot of them we do finish Excuse me, but yeah, there's there's way too many times we start a story and then something else gets brought up and we never loop back to it. Never. But I feel like since our since our podcast, there are literally literally our whole style of this podcast is just it's just a, a conversation basically. Yeah, that happens so much in everyday conversation that I feel like people get it. People get it. Yeah, like it's just like oh yeah, you've been telling someone about something and then like you then it just fades off and it's just no longer part of conversation especially yo everyone's had that moment where you're in like a group a group conversation and you're you're talking to the group and you have that story in your head that you know will fit this to the topic that everyone's talking about oh and you know about. you're about to deliver it oh and you're about to deliver it you're about to get laughs and you're about to score some some good group points and then the conversation just shifts and you're like or someone interrupts you yeah and then they start telling their own story. I'm like, excuse and, me. And no, I didn't know that the middle of my sentence was less important than the beginning of yours. Yep. But the worst part is when you're in the middle of a sentence, someone cuts you off and starts saying their story. And everyone's instantly more interested in that story than yours. And it's just like, but I didn't even get to the good part yet. But I also think if the, it gets to that point, it's because you weren't telling the story compelling enough. These are facts, but also it's uh, sometimes someone will come in and just be like, yo, there's titties on my phone. And everyone just looks on the phone and, you know. That's never happened to me in my life. But well, then you are hanging out with the wrong friends, senor. You almost did it. Oh, I know. I almost did it. I almost did it. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I won't send you any shade like that. Oh, that was... <laughs> That was that was rough. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, good. Uh, moving on. <laughs> just throwing subliminal shots. I, I just uh, if you can decode the last couple sentences that I just said, you will find Jamie Lee's finsta. And if you can find his finsta, follow him and get approved by him. You can see some premium content. That's just there's nothing that. really raunchy there. Nothing at all. No, it's, it's just, funny it's though. Just memes, really. No, there's not like, many it, memes. There's a no, few. It's, it's you being a meme basically yes. like you're it's just you as a meme 
Yes. This is an entire account dedicated to you as a meme. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's pretty much what a Finsta is. It's like you make yourself a meme. No, but some people go really braunchy with theirs. Oh, I've seen some like they tell their like most explicit details. Yeah, and I don't, I don't do that really. Hmm. I don't, th- I can't think of one time I said anything really explicit on the Finsta. Anything hella raunch? Yeah, no, I don't. That's think- the first. That's one of the first times within the last like year I've said hella. You know what's a really raunchy like piece like podcast that i started listening to oh i know what one you're going to talk about right now but tell the people the call her daddy podcast the call her daddy presented by barstool sports these girls are ruthless i I wouldn't say i wouldn't say ruthless no they you haven't listened to them enough i wouldn't say i I don't know if ruthless is the right word to describe them they're just explicit no no here's here's an example of the ruthlessness so one of the girls on the podcast sophia like talks about how she had this ex-boyfriend in one of her podcasts. And she's like, she climbs on top of this dude, starts like making out with him, starts like just riling him up, you know, like, and she's like getting especially into it just to like, just to sell it in the moment. And then she like kisses him in the mouth, pulls out and then says, babe, I am going to go on Tinder and fuck every single guy I meet. I'm going to bang all of your friends. And I'm going to have the time of my life doing it. And she walked out, left the room, and that's how she dumped him. But like, what, what did he do? I don't, I, they didn't add that context because, in. Because she probably was in the wrong. If they didn't oh, add that. Oh, 100%. If, if, so, like, if someone, they're, they're, if someone they're tells crazy. us. crazy. Yeah, well, that's, that's not ruthless. That's just crazy. Because, like, if they don't. Because, like. For that whole story to have any merit to any listener who's listening to it and and just be like, that girl did the right thing. She did something and I, I, I'm proud of her for doing it. Because I'm all I'm all for if he, if he did some fucked up shit and she wants to fuck with him back, no problem. You do that shit. Oh, you I'm sure I'm back. sure it was a two way street. It probably it could have been. We don't know. But, I would say most likely. But if she, but she would have likely included at least a rough idea about what it is that he did in order to warrant that. And if she didn't, I'm skeptical as to whether or not she's being ruthless or just being crazy or whether or I not think it's it both. even happened. No, I think knowing knowing these two girls, if you give them a listen, like it, it I, that's, I, that, I feel like that's tame for what these two girls do. I'm totally willing to give it a shot. I'm willing, like, like why would why would it is I such an entertaining pod? I like it is. It's just fun. Okay, it's a it's a good time, and it's like it's educational. Is it educational? The funny, one of something funny. I'm on a podcast. I've appeared on on other podcasts. I've hosted podcasts in the past, and I'm not a huge podcast listener. Man, I I've I was never into podcasts until the past probably Podcast? six months. Yeah, yeah. But mind you, I only listen to a few. Like the ones I listen to the Gary V Audio Experience every day. Gary V, cause we're gonna be legends. That's how it starts every pod. And then, so I listen to that every day. Every Monday and Thursday, I listen to Spit and Chicklets. Spit and Chicklets. Spit and Chicklets, best hockey podcast out there. So right. if you're a hockey or sports fan, 100% listen. It's fantastic. Uh, the Call Her Daddy podcast, as of late, has been great. And then I listen to ours. I that's the one of the only podcasts I listen to is ours. I'll occasionally listen to Gary V. You actually sent me a link to one the other day. I listened to 15 minutes of that. I'm going to finish the rest of that tonight. Actually, what did you think of it? 
honestly, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There wasn't too much within the first 15 minutes that I wasn't already aware of, but that's just based on my extensive knowledge of the music industry at the least. And that, at the it's moment, also so. like reassuring too. Oh, it definitely is. It's showing me that all the information that I know, I'm definitely on the right path. Yeah. Like I'm definitely hitting the right notes. One so. thing that I think he talked about in his podcast and, and that one in particular, which is the Ten Commandments for music distribution, mm -hmm. that is in the second half yeah. that I think you would really benefit from is the use of Twitter. Because I know Twitter is not a platform that you're, you naturally gravitate towards. I'm trying to use it more. But it's like, it's basically what his point was, if you just assert yourself within the community and engage within conversation... And you, so say you, you had a tweet the other day about Earl. Yeah. And what, 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 what was it? Cause I don't want to paraphrase it. Um, hold on. Let me actually like, oh, it, it was just basically me saying that Earl sweatshirt, in my opinion, is the greatest lyricist of all time. And like, he's completely slept on. I'm just opening my Twitter up right now. So yeah, we, we don't need the exact words, but yeah, th at the Prince on Twitter, by the way. So that, that's a good enough exp explanation. I literally have my Twitter open right now. Like now I can, I can just show you basically what I think would okay, be interesting for you as like a musical, um, sort of tactic is search up people talking about Earl sweatshirt and talking about that and find the ones that are, agreeing with your point and then engage in a conversation find the people that maybe have something different to say or find people maybe that have a different opinion whether they're talking about chance or kendrick or cole and then you'd be like listen like yeah phenomenal artists but here's earl too you know like and then you can engage with them that way you become a credible hip-hop knowledge per knowledgeable person and I then yes like I, I i'm definitely there's nothing that i i, I can't say I'm not going to use this social network because as, as a musician, as a person who wants to gain notoriety within their community, within the community, I can't be like, Oh, I'm just going to completely dis disregard this one giant source of media that people go to and not be a part of it. I can't do that. That's completely illogical. But for me, it's just, that's not my preferred source of place for where I go and get media. It's not my, it's just not my first thought of where. No, I but that's it. why you should learn I, it because if you can learn it and dominate it, it's going to help you out even more. Yeah, it's, it's just, literally it's just, just conversation. Take me some time is all. That's all. Yeah, no, it's 100%. Just take me time. It's, it's really just getting involved within those communities, within those conversations, and kind of establishing yourself that way. Yeah. Which is a really interesting way because one thing I find really cool about Twitter is one of the few platforms you can directly tweet at somebody or talk to somebody, and you could have never have met them, and it's not weird. You know, if you get a DM randomly from somebody, it's, it's still, even. It kind of has like a weird connotation to it, even in, if it is a, it, even if it is a fan, then it's like it's a big deal that somebody DMs you, especially when you're small. But if somebody like if if I tweet out with my 300 followers on Twitter something and it's completely random and somebody that I've never met tweets at me, it's not strange in the slightest. It's expected. Whereas okay. other platforms of social media are a little more closed that way. All right, I, I guess I see that. It's the most. I'm not saying that they're closed. I'm saying Twitter's the most open okay, to conversation. Yeah. All right, it's definitely something that I've looked at, and and it, with that, with that actual, actually, with that, like, I don't have a large following on Twitter. I'm not gonna fret like I do. I don't. And uh, with that, with that Earl post, I did get quite a bit of likes, quite a bit of reposts. It's nothing major at all in the slightest, but for my account, decent. And. Uh, I don't know. Just I guess staying with current events and and posting things that are uh, that are funny, posting my opinions uh, on things. I might have to. I might have to start doing that. And also, I'm low key looking into TikTok just because 
there's so many random stories that I put up. People DM me almost daily and tell me that my Instagram stories are fucking hilarious. People ask me to make a YouTube channel at least once a month and just, just full of random content, just like my stories are. And I feel like if I just start putting those up in a place, there could be a branch out, like another place I can branch out on the, on an application, which is uh, which is TikTok. Just basically take over the younger the younger market exactly, and just uh, with that increase my just <coughs> increase my statistics. Sorry, uh, and uh, and start or analytics one. Sorry, and uh, start expanding into a younger market. And just basically ra- rounding off, broadening out my uh, audience. Audience. There you go. See, I think. Uh, I think the benefit for you with TikTok are two things. One is the fact that the vast majority of users on TikTok are really young. Yep. And when you, get, when you can get them young, you have they them for life. They stick with you for life. Yeah, yeah like you're set. Like yeah. In my opinion, in music, that is the most important demographic to, to win over. The kids, yeah. Is, are the kids. Music's for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Like look, Well, look at, um, look at artists like Sway Lee and 6ix9ine who are just put, pulling in bank. People yeah. our age don't listen to them that much. Sway no. Lee a little more so. Yeah. But, bro, listen. you know, you get yeah. 10 to 16-year-olds bopping that all day long. I know? feel like Kendrick did it extremely well as well. And he he was one of those guys that did it subtly. It wasn't his music. His music itself wasn't made for them. But how come when I was all like all throughout high school, I all I, I loved Kendrick. Kendrick was just the one thing that everyone was talking about in high school. It's because he got it. He got into the kids' ears. There with the marketing team, helped push his help push his content online towards kids that are that are younger. And now look look at Kendrick's audience. Now the audience has all completely grown with him. And then, but he also had some smart collaborations too, where he'd be featured in songs and would just go absolutely off, like like fucking problems. I, I can't find a bad Kendrick feature. Like like, like fucking problems. Yep. that blew up, and Insane. that was a younger generation song. Yep. Bad blood with Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, not even joking. Think of all the kids <laughs> that would listen to that and be like, "Yo, that's my first Kendrick verse I no, ever hear." I know, I know. I can't hate on Taylor Swift, but I can hate on Taylor Swift. I know. That's. You're entitled to that. Yeah. And then not only that, but Collard Greens was another. Oh my God. So it was it was also classic. A, it wasn't just the fact that he had these classic albums and classic singles. It was the fact that he'd be featured on these songs and would just go off and would have such a strong feature. And the songs themselves would do really well. So he's just he he was very smart with his distribution, which I found really, really intriguing. Especially from watching it from the sort of perspective that I, I enjoy kind of studying how, how things happen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I find that really, really fascinating. I do that all the time. That's literally like my. That's literally my job, and I I love watching how people market themselves in terms of their music, artwork, photography, and just personal whatever. brand. Personal branding. Watching how YouTubers market themselves is or or instagram like personalities or models just influencers influencers that is honestly one of the like if if you just t- sit down and look at an instagram instagram um influencer and look at how they're making money off of brand deals off of how they're doing merch off of how 
they're just basically putting themselves out there to the world and making money off like the models will be making money yeah being like selling themselves to photographers for for photo shoots mm-hmm. boom there's a there's a there's a there's one of, there's a stream of revenue but also the bikinis that they're wearing they're getting sent to them by companies that are like yo we will pay you a thousand dollars a post for every post that you put in that you tag our bikinis in and you wear that you wear and you're if you're wearing it or you you have the bikini in the photo in the photo boom there you go or same with t-shirts same with pants and then they just rack rack up a, a list of these companies and wh- now they then they start mixing and matching them like like look at summer ray Summer Ray will be wearing a pair of like Adidas shoes. This is just a random example. Adidas shoes, Fashion Nova or Gymshark fucking leggings and a Fashion Nova shirt. Tag all three. Check, check, check. One post, boom, there's a there's a fuck ton of money. All from just wearing a couple pairs of pants. And it works. And shoes. And, uh, and it works for these companies. And so anybody anybody can anybody can do this. Anybody for, can do that. I won't say anybody because it does take if, sorry, any attractive person could do it. <laughs> With any any attractive person with a business mind, or an enter the reason I say anybody, because if you're just an entertainer, like Jack Black could do the same thing. Oh my God, Jack Black! He's one of the funniest humans of all time. Yeah, by no means, uh, by no means, a good looking dude. But I'm saying, if I saw a photo of Jack Black wearing the exact same thing as Summer Rae, I feel like it would be bigger than that, bigger than her. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Right? But here's here's an example of basically how well influencer marketing works in the tw- from the 2010s era. Okay. So basically Gymshark, Gymshark. is officially the largest company or l- not largest company, it is officially the fastest growing company in the entire United Kingdom. That's across all industries. They're a so UK brand? Yeah, they're a UK brand. I didn't know that. So they are not just the fastest within the apparel industry there. They are the fastest growing company across every single industry within the entire UK. God diggity damn. How they began, and what's really interesting is you can learn more about this story. If you check out YouTube, Ben Francis, who's the CEO of Gymshark, he's only about 25 or 26 years old. Really? Started the brand in his damn living room. You know, and so he talks about it. He has a lot of business vlogs, which are really cool, kind of show the entrepreneurial process of expanding from their history to now. Yeah. And it's it's remarkable. But anyway, so essentially how Gymshark started out was him and his friends, uh, mostly him. uh, He was really into powerlifting, weightlifting and just, you know, the sort of gym culture. And he didn't feel like there was an apparel brand that represented that culture well. There was obviously Nike, there's obviously Adidas, there's obviously Reebok and these other ones. But they didn't specifically focus on like weight training and lifters and these sort of things. They look like, they look at runners. Exactly. It was, uh, it was, and so it's a different type of athlete that he was looking for. And so he wanted to create a brand that kind of represented his values, which was, you know, like working out of the gym, constantly progressing at certain things, and, you know, just growth in mm-hmm. both like a physical and sort of like personal stance. Yeah. So what he did to start the brand was he'd make these sort of really interesting looking tank tops, ones that had lower cut sort of deep necks so that the gym rats could like really show off, ones that yeah. had like thinner straps, but also like were tight, but also a bit longer and kind of... It was a more interesting and catered unique to what look. they're looking for. Yeah, it was it was catered to their physique. Yeah. And so he ended up sending a bunch of his shirts that he in these 
sort of uh, sleeveless shirts to a bunch of like gym influencers um, that he looked up to. And he was like, yeah, if you like these, just like post uh, post photos with them on their on your Instagram. These people loved them because they had never had apparel that was specifically made for them with that in mind, their image in mind. So he started leveraging these influencers and then their followers are all within the gym sort of scope of and in sphere. They're all literally in the gym. Yes. So all of these guys' followers are like, damn, like I would look good in these. Like that's so sick. Like that is dope. So then people actually start ordering more and more and more. And, and then at, they literally just kept selling out and out and out. Yeah. And from there, then they, they were like, you know what? Like we have to be smarter about this. We have to start expanding our line. So we're not just selling like sleeveless shirts. We're selling hoodies. We're selling all these different things. But what was really interesting was how much they cared about having a unique style and the details so then they came out with the Gymshark logo and they kind of came out with the Gymshark fit, which is very unique. You can look at just how a, how a hoodie fits and you're like, oh, that's definitely Gymshark. You know, you can look and then, and then eventually they expanded into women's wear and women's fitness. That's where the money is. Which is is where it blew up. That's the money right there. And now Gymshark women on Instagram has over 2 million followers. They have their own sponsored athletes. Now that their personal account has, I don't even know how many million followers, but essentially they can sell, they, in their Belgium office alone, or not office, in their Belgium distribution center, which I saw in a recent vlog that Ben Francis put up, they can sometimes sell up to 50,000 orders a day from that one distribution center. Just that one. Just that one. So that's not even the one in the UK. Or US, you mean? No, in the UK. Oh, UK, sorry, my bad, my Jesus. So that's 50,000 orders. And that was before their Black Friday sale. So imagine just like you have a good day and you're selling out 50,000 pieces of apparel. That's more than a good day. That blows my mind. And it was all on the back of influencer marketing, starting with people, starting with that niche that you know a lot about, you are an expert in, and then growing the business for them. So he it, it starts from the outside and works in. Yeah. So it's like... You know, who is our ideal consumer? Well, it's it's these people that love going to the gym. It's the people that, you know, are in there to, to get stronger, to get bigger, faster, whatever. Well, hold on. How many influencers do you think he even sent his stuff to before he got any sort of traction? How many influencers yeah. do you think he DM'd and was like, yo, as many as can, possible. can you wear this and post a photo in it and I'll send it to you for free? As many as possible. No, but I'm saying, like, what's, what do you think the number is of how many he actually had, I would, had to message? Minimum dozens, dozens, hundreds. I have no clue. But if you're gonna if you're gonna get that sort of success, that's the hustle that you gotta oh, be you're on. You gotta have that hustle hustle mentality. And if you don't, then what the fuck are you doing? In this, and then in this industry. What's really cool though about Ben and the sort of um, the brand and company that he's running right now. Is, that, is how much they care about things that not everybody thinks about at the surface level of a business. So he talks about how important it is for logistics for the company. Mm-hmm. So their goal is to have shipments and orders delivered within one to two days. Okay, that's that's good. Just like Amazon. Yep. You know, Gymshark products, you order them today, they're at your door tomorrow. Doesn't matter if you're in Canada and it came from Belgium. We will figure that out. Literally, the lights that you see going off uh, different colors in the studio, 
Amazon. One day shipping, ordered it, boom, was at my door the next day. Yeah. And huh. I think that's really, it's really fascinating. Yeah, that's, because, how to, that's how to keep customers, honestly. It's how to keep customers continually buying. Especially because Gymshark doesn't actually have any stores. They do pop-up shops every now and then, but pretty much all of their sales come from online, which then again goes to show the shift in our consuming culture. That we don't need to go to shopping malls. We don't need to go to outlet malls. We don't need to go to stores. We could just do all of our shopping based on influencers that we see, like their look. And that's so Instagram is the new Vogue and the new GQ. Ah, okay. You know? Definitely, definitely. And so people used to go through the Sears catalog to buy whatever, literally everything that Sears sold. Sears is out of business now. Yeah. People used to go to Toys R Us you know, to get their toys. But why would you do that when you can just buy more unique things well, from you, Amazon? You can do that now. Well, still in still in Canada, the, you, the Toys R Us is still all open in Canada. Yeah, but they're not doing well. They're not doing well, but I still love Toys R Us. Yeah, but out of nostalgia, I, I agree with that. But their, However, actual, their actual business model isn't looking, it's not as impressive as it used to be, and I understand that, yeah. Yeah, they just didn't, didn't adapt. Yeah. No, they they didn't adapt to a new changing market. If Toys R Us like changed themselves from a a actual physical brick and mortar store completely, and they just started building their their mark their uh, sorry their actual model around Instagram or not Instagram Jesus around like uh around um, Amazon, Amazon eBay. where they where they just have warehouses full of these toys. And then people just go on the website, order the toys that they want. They boom, they're at your door the next day. Do you know how much money they'd be making around Christmas? Absurd. Absurd amounts of money. If they started doing just strictly online sales, all you have to do is go on a website. They'd cut their costs of employees down. They'd they wouldn't really they wouldn't have to pay that much for brick and mortar shops because all all they have to do is stop paying for brick and brick and mortar uh, running brick and mortar stores all over the all over Canada. Just brick and mortar warehouses. Yeah, and that's way cheaper because it's one building. And you can cut you can cut costs, cut corners over a thousand ways to Sunday. But and your inventory is in a lot better position. Exactly. Because you have all of the stock within one large warehouse as opposed mm-hmm. to having like a minimal amount of like Anakin Skywalker action figures. Yeah, you literally have all of them there. Yeah. And also you'd you wouldn't be losing inventory one by one to children playing with it in the store. <laughs> True. So like it sounds really stupid, but one by one, you will lose tricycles, you'll lose little bikes, you'll lose random th- little like, sca- tech skateboards, tech decks, just because children have been playing with them in the store and it gets and it gets broken and they just don't tell nobody. And yeah. then boom, that's one piece of lost. That's yes, that might be one broken skateboard a day, but one broken skateboard a day at each location every day always adds up. Yeah. And that's money. So it's just saving a little bit of money. I don't know. Hey, Toys R Us, if you want someone to completely rebrand your entire organization. If you uh, want someone to rebrand you, take the audio engineer. Exactly. Take me. (laughs) I will make you some great radio commercials. That's about it. One thing, and Blart, Blart Blart alert. Blart. Blart. I'm so glad that's a thing. If you you didn't... uh, if you if you don't know what we're talking about in our last podcast, we talked about we'd call our segues blarts because uh, Paul, Paul Blart, Blart Paul Cop. Blart from Mall Cop. Rides so the Blart alert! It's a slight Blart. Blart. Um, but we're gonna talk a bit about Amazon. And so I remember reading in class about two years ago. Uh, one thing that I found really interesting was a prediction saying that Uber's biggest competitor in the future is not Lyft. 
it's not grab it's not other sort of ride taxi or taxi or rideshare services it's actually could be amazon really yes because how amazon prime is starting to roll out right now is they are looking at hiring um prime drivers yeah the same way that uber hires essentially taxi drivers amazon hires um like postal service delivery people literally the lights again that i just ordered from amazon they were delivered to me not the last actual because i have amazon prime and one of the like the last few things that i've been getting have all been delivered by independent people driving to my house and dropping off my exactly so these people work for amazon in the same way that people work for uber yeah. So they they sign up and then they just go out and they deliver packages. Yeah. You know, and they deliver these packages to people's oh doors. Oh my god, this is brilliant. Exactly. And now it's not that much of a stretch for them to go yeah, from logistics that's, that's and p- delivering packages to starting to deliver people. Oh my god. Yeah, like that's And damn. not only that, Amazon, the thing that blows my mind about Amazon is that they are literally creating an entire society. Yeah, everything that you need for society to function, entertainment. There's Amazon Prime Video, where they now just bought Lord of the Rings. They bought it. They bought the whole rights for Lord of the Rings for over a billion dollars. Off of like Netflix and shit like that. I I I don't know about that, but Amazon has a plan for a Lord of the Rings show. Oh my god! Which is gonna blow up. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings. Actually, I've watched one Lord of the Rings movie with you, but I don't remember a lot of that. Yes. Um. So. uh, but that does actually sound like that. That's something that will is that'll sell. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So they're. Oh my god! So they, they, they can be a hub for entertainment with Amazon Prime Video. They're the hub for all international shopping. Yeah. You need literally anything you can find it on Amazon, Amazon and it yep. will be at your door within two days. Yep. Now, not only that, now that they're starting to develop warehouses around the world, that shipping logistics problem of two days is now getting cut for to as short as possibly one hour. Oh my so there God. is same day delivery on shipments heading out in warehouses in cities where there are a warehouse. So Toronto was one of them. Jeez. So you can you can literally order an iPhone charger and it'll be at your door within an hour or two. That's and not crazy. only that, but in the future, when drones start making these deliveries, then then that's gonna speed things up because then they don't have to wait in traffic. Then they don't have to wait on human error to yeah, make these things happen so yeah. so they could just literally go as the crow flies right to your door and deliver whatever package it is assuming it's under a certain as way the drone flies as the drone flies so yeah and so they're completely solving our consumer issues they're solving our entertainment is- not issues but they're no, no, they're no, creating no. more opportunity entertainment for entertainment is, entertainment is an issue like yeah everybody needs their fix exactly that's it's literally just a drug we all need yeah then on top of that, they could become a taxi service, mm-hmm. and there's so many other. Oh, and not only that, Amazon Alexa. Oh my God! Yeah, they're literally, they're literally taking over our houses and how we control our lights. Yeah, do like you, it's you, in a weird. It's it's kind of scary how one company has that much control over our lives. You want to buy anything? Scary. It's from this company. You want to say anything and change anything? It's through our devices. You want to go anywhere? It's through our cars. 
an hour drive. I feel like once I feel like once self-driving cars become a thing, that's when Amazon's going to start taking over all, all, at oh, least a lot of Imagine them. because Amazon, you know those robots that you've seen in Amazon warehouses that yeah. take the packages and the robots will go through these the, like the set programming and delivering it to whatever conveyor belt to get in and out and they're efficient and quick and fast. Yeah, and, and they, they never stop. They don't make errors in the same way that people do and they're all connected to the same network so they can stop and start and go in a complete perfect flow. Yep. It's literally it's it's maximum efficiency. It's it's whistling while you work. Now imagine 10 20 years from now when autonomous driving vehicles are now a common thing and it's not just companies like Tesla that have the IP to make this happen, but companies like Amazon that do have billions and even potentially trillions of dollars to back them up can now invest in having their own fleet of self-driving vehicles and you just order your Amazon Prime car. And you know what? You pay for it just like an Uber. It takes you to and from your place. Like, you know those scooters like, uh, have you heard of like Lime and Bird scooters? I've heard of Limes, I've heard of Birds, but what are these scooters? So Lime and Bird are both companies, scooter companies that, and they're a lot more common um, in in, uh, in California and in in warmer cities. Okay, I only, so, know, I only know like Lucky and Razor and all that. No, these are electric scooters that go up to almost twenty oh, miles per hour. Okay, and it's kind of like Uber. So you literally you can rent out one of these scooters. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen videos about these. I just did not remember the exactly. Name of the I know so exactly what for you're anyone about. that doesn't know what these are, you can rent out these scooters. And they go up to 20 miles per hour. And you can rent them and you drop them off. You can literally just park them wherever. There's probably going to be Lime and Bird parking stations, just like there are in most cities. Yeah, like Go Bikes. It's probably going to be just like that. Um, I haven't seen them. I've only kind of learned about the business recently. And so imagine if Amazon started doing that with their own car fleet or their own scooter fleet. I feel like. Then they start taking over the transportation within our cities, too. I feel like they might move. I think like instead of uh, it's not really going to be a scooter thing. It'll be something like a hybrid scooter bike type thing that'll take over. But uh, yeah, like I feel like that's going to be a like in, in cities like Ottawa where the, where you're only going to be able to do that for what like a couple months out of the year, whereas most of the most of the year is spent in snow. Unless our roads are heated, which is a possibility. But with heated roads comes melting rubber, and you know just. Depending on what you're doing, you know, there's just a lot. The and heated roads wouldn't be that hot. It would just be warm enough to make sure that no ice forms. All right. Okay. Anyway, he- hypothetical heated roads aside, I-, I do feel like it'll take a while for Canadian cities or any any cities with, with any sort of snow, unless we get some sort of underground net passageway like Carlton has. There's tunnels all over the city. Uh, and we have a, like a subterranean universe. Um but until we get some some sort of way to where yeah your heated streets or whatever, where snow is not going to be a huge problem. I don't. I feel like that that's really our, our climate is the only thing that's stopping companies like that that are based in like Australia or California or wherever like hot places to get over here. It could be a seasonal business even. Yeah, but like that, you know, from May like, May to from, October. Look at it from a business perspective. It's like yeah, like it, will they make their money if they come in from from May to October? And they just have their scooters available from May to October. Is it going to be? Are they going to make their money back 
going in, setting up all of these little areas for parking, setting up all the areas for pickup, making sure the infrastructure is all proper for their app within this new well, here's completely the separate country. Hold on. Yeah, then yeah. marketing and advertising their, their entire service everywhere, getting everybody set up, signed up, getting everything all going, having to open an office in, in, in let's even if it's just Ottawa, like even opening up an office in Ottawa where so the people are there to fix the scooters, put the scooters there. Like, are they going to make their money back coming to this market for just what, a couple months? Here's the thing. They've almost created a model that bypasses that. So Bird has actually introduced a program where you can, it's it's very entrepreneurial. Okay. So you can buy their scooters at cost to start your own Bird business. Oh, so they're using independent re- so, like sellers. Yeah, independent sellers. So uh, these people introduce Bird into the city and they retain most of the commission on every single sale with Bird retaining 20%. Okay. So, so it's kinda like it's kinda like one of those it's kinda like a like a like an aggregator for, for music where like yeah. they'll put your music up and they'll take a royalty as it Yeah, so okay. but think of it like this: like an Uber driver. Maint- takes 80% of their ride and Uber gets 20. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Now, the Uber driver can only drive one car at a time. Yes. But if you bring in the scooters into the city and you bring 100 of those, and all 100 of those are being used throughout the day, even if it's for four to six months, like, like it would be here, Yeah. you are retaining 80% commission on every single one of those rides. But the independent and then reseller, Bird gets 20. The independent reseller... Or independent like commission or whatever that really that's the major key to make all of what I just said irrelevant. Yes, because it's a person that's taking care of it, and now that they don't really have to excuse me worry about pay like too much about like paying an employee. Outright. Exactly, it's, it's a them. it's a phenomenal business model encourages so, people to yeah. be entrepreneurial. Yeah, and then also it works. It pretty much only works if you have the capital yeah. up front. Yeah, because uh, I don't know what the cost. Of these scooters is at cost, yeah. Um, but I think it's it's pheno- it's so interesting. Yeah, that's a really that's a really because if you concept, have ten thousand dollars that you want to invest into the city and you're like, you know what, let's bring scooters in, let's see how this works. Ottawa is a very easy city to navigate around on scooters. If yeah. you had something like that, especially downtown, I think it would do really well. Now hold on, what do they do? Ins- what what would they do insurance wise? Because guaranteed, now, I, someone's going to get hit by a bus. I think that's part of. I think that's. Part of signing up is like you assume liability for your use of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but even even then, it's that's, like what's that the, what's, has to be in the terms and conditions when you get the app. Even then, would that would that destruction of that scooter from a car crash, per human aside, hopefully they're okay. But let's say they sign their life away using this app, so it's like they get they get hit by something. It's their own fault. Yes. That scooter is completely totaled. Who who absorbs the cost of that? I don't know. All right, all right. I like I wouldn't know. I don't know. I just, I, I just love getting into the nitty gritty of businesses and seeing how yeah, things work. Like, and, I know I know yeah. the general scope of like the model and stuff, but I haven't figured. I don't know. I don't know the details. Okay, I would okay. know them if I had capital at my resource because I would be interested in starting something oh, like no, this. That, that's why I just I'm asking, don't honestly. have the money or the resources to bring in a couple dozen of these scooters. Okay. That that's yeah. That's. Honestly, like if, if I was in a space where like I really want to get into investments and making investments 
within like smaller businesses. I feel like weed stocks is a great place to start. Not even, n- not even with with investing in necessarily in in stock and of random companies. I'm not, I'm not saying like so. Like on, angel what, investing is that what you're saying? I'm not sure exactly what that term is, but if I'm describing so something just that like, sounds like angel investing, then yes, essentially just investing into companies. From the beginning, so this this is and, what I, and retaining like a percentage of the yeah, business. I would I would take equity, yes, of the business and make my money back. So let's say so let's say my buddy's starting a lawn care business and he 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 want, he needs money to go and buy a lawnmower and I go and I, and I was like, all right, your lawnmower is five hundred bucks. So for five hundred, this is a very simple example. Here, let's even make it rounded out. Let's say I give him a thousand dollars to go and buy his to do to buy his lawnmower, do and do a little bit of marketing. I give him a thousand dollars, and let's say I get ten percent of his company. So now every month when he cashes out and takes money from the company, I get ten percent of whatever it is that he's making as a ten percent owner of the company, and I'll eventually make my make my money back. That's something that I'd be interested in. Is starting to do, and if I get a little bit more capital, behind investing me and in like really small business, really small. Yeah, and, and, that's and I only used I use small numbers to make the math easier, but still, yeah. you know what I mean. But basically, once I once I start getting more money and, and can invest on a bigger scale, looking for smaller businesses to invest in, and give like with the, with this whole scooter idea, there's even a way to do it there where it's like. You you see if you can negotiate getting another percentage out of them because they twenty percent of the revenue of the scooter people that they they bring in the scooters twenty percent of the the scooter money that they're bringing in goes to the company and if you help fund their their like purchasing of the scooters you can make like they they're only giving away twenty percent of their income if you can somehow scoop out an extra ten percent for yourself so that you retain ninety instead of. No, no, no. So that you're making ten percent from those scooters, from those scooter people. That person's now making making seventy uh, percent. Oh, oh, I see. And I'm so, making ten percent. So for but example, I have to literally do nothing. For example, I, just I come money. to you and I'm like, RJ, we got this scooter opportunity. We can do. I'm just a little bit short on money. Yes. And you're like, no worries. Here's say two thousand dollars. Yep. And of the commissions that you make, let me retain. 15% or 20%, exactly. let's say 20%. Yep. And I say deal. So that means I now make 60% commission, mm-hmm. you make 20% commission, yep. and Bird as well makes 20 Ex- Exactly. Okay. okay, I understand. That isn't, that's something that I, I really am getting interested in doing. And that's how everyone, everyone with money is making money. Mm. You, make, you let your money work for you. Like, Why would I work for money when I can get money that works for me? But at the same time, what do you do if a market collapses and that money starts to dry out? You need because to, that's when investing becomes really dangerous. You need to be constantly watching the market that you're investing in. Yeah, but and markets like there's not always like not signs always that t- it's going to crash. T- like I sometimes know. it's just abrupt. I know that, and obviously that's something. It's just part of the game. It just it happens. It's just like you're playing football. You're gonna get tackled. It just happens. And you can do it as much as you can to avoid it. You can juke out of the way. You can turn. You can spin. You can throw the ball, whatever it is that you need to do. But it's how you do that that dif- that differentiates a good investor from a bad investor. Because mm. good investors will know from the jump, from that snap of that ball, where that ball's going and why that ball's going there. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, mixing, I'm mixing in football with this. Is, is it getting too confusing for me? <laughs> a tiny bit. Okay. Anyway. I understand football a lot. Think of, think of football. And, think of football as the investment. Okay, uh, you know what? Listen to this back later. It'll all make sense after you listen to it like ninety times. 
you'll you'll catch my flow. I I'm, I I don't know. I, I I tend to not break things down as to a basic level as much as I should because people who are hopefully thinking on the same wavelength as as I am are are getting it. But anyway, well, give me one second. My computer froze. To entertain the humans. Actually, we've surpassed an hour on this one. Oh shit! Yeah, we're at sixty-two minutes right now. Yes. So, Damn. yeah, well, I think we're gonna end this here. We've yeah. concluded another podcast. Yeah. Whole lot of nothing. Whole. Lot we of had no idea where this conversation was gonna go at, we even at the beginning. Lost our train of thought at one point. We yeah exactly. We we, we started home. we started with the close friends on Instagram. Yep. And talked about Finstas. Finstas. And we moved forward and talked about Toys R Us, Amazon, and yep. all these other things. And then we ended up talking about scooters. This is yeah. a more businessy podcast, which yeah. is fun. I really, I really, really enjoy having bi- like businessy conversations on the podcast because it's just something I I get to talk to very few people about the business stuff that I do. I keep it's some some of the thing like that I have to keep in, inside a lot, where it's just like, or I have specific people I can go and talk to about business stuff. Like I could talk to you outside the podcast. I can talk to my boy Jeremy, who owns Storybook Studios, by the way. So if you're in Ottawa looking for a good studio with a good engineer, Storybook Studios. Um, but also Glass Portal. Also Glass Portal. But like you know, I always got to support my boy for sure. But anyway, without further ado, I'm going to stop my stop my rambling, stop my mumbling. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and listened to me rant about about everything from close friends to business models. And especially thank you to Jamie for coming in here. This, Jamie is honest, honestly, Jamie is one of the most hardworking people that I know. Oh. He's the guy who'll text me and be like, yo, Monday uh, or uh, we're recording today this week on Thursday and Sunday. We need to we need to get these all these things done. Yeah, I'm the guy who actually does the recording, the mixing and mastering. But this this wouldn't all like this whole thing wouldn't be put into motion. As I'm the playmaker exactly. and you you just put it in. Exactly. Going back to football. You're the quarterback. Yeah. I'm that wide receiver. You just, just got to give me the ball and I'm going to do what I need to do to get that touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Tom anyway. Brady, Randy Moss connection. Exactly. And with that, thank you so much to everybody who is listening to WLN Podcast. And if you're looking for WLN Podcast, whole lot of nothing, you can find us at WLN Podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know what you think about something. I don't know. I don't have anything prepared for today. But thank you so much. Have a great day. Goodbye. And also follow us on Spotify and rate this on iTunes, Apple Music, if you can. It really mean a lot. Really mean a lot. Peace. We love you.